What makes you continue on despite all the odds compared to an easy quitting? What would keep you well up into the night, wake you up early in the morning? What would be an unquenchable thirst? How do you create the metaphorical air you absolutely must breathe no matter what? It's a standard. average CEO reads 60 books per year, and many attribute their success to this habit of constant learning. This is the difference between those who actualize and those who fail. This automization of their learning, this 1% better every day. On the MentorBox podcast, we're making it easy for you to build and maintain that same habit, the same type of constant lifelong learning as those CEOs, simply by listening to this podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen and tune in for new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and every Friday. And if you want to dig deeper into what our incredible guests teach, make sure to go to mentorbox.com and become a member today. Hello and welcome to this edition of MentorBox. I'm your host, Jonathan Kendall, and today I'll be sharing with you arguably the most important trait of successful people, the one that all powerful and influential figures have in common, persistence. All right, so full disclosure, I have a Robert Frost poem literally tattooed on my arm, the end stanza of stopping by the woods on a snowy evening. It goes, the woods are lovely, dark, and deep. But I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep. Now, why, you may ask, would I tattoo something of such length on my arm? Well, the answer is this. It acts as a reminder to me, a mantra, a way of living, a standard to live up to. No matter the woods of our lives, no matter the experiences we face, be they lovely, dark, or deep. I must persevere. I mustn't stop because I have promises to keep. And as the next problem arises, no matter, I still have miles to go before I sleep. And then how about another miles to go before I sleep? Another frost quote is this one. The best way out is always through. Obviously he was pretty obsessed with Persistence, the keep on, keeping on of life and existential tenacity. And thus, I've tattooed it on my arm. Make me a persistence expert. This does not, but it does, I hope, prove my seriousness in the lesson to come. Because here's the thing. Persistence is really just a fancy word for setting standards for yourself. On the surface, it's all about not giving up. I say that in quotations, not giving up. Because although that sentiment is great, you definitely shouldn't give up. It's so nonspecific to render its meaning basically mute. We've heard it so much that its meaning is now lost into the great noise of forgettable platitudes. Don't give up. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Let me through. Point is that persistence isn't about upward ticks in motivation. It's not about rah-rah speeches before the big game. It's not about clawing when you obviously have to. It's about setting incredibly clear standards for yourself and then refusing to live below those standards. 
which may seem a bit confusing. So let me articulate it this way. Imagine you're in a knock on wood, terrible situation where someone said that if you didn't run a marathon tomorrow, something bad would happen to someone you love. Knock on wood again. What would you do? Well, I think it's obvious. You'd run the damn marathon, (laughs) which I know sounds crazy, but what is the alternative? You'll be crazy tired depending upon how much you run already somewhere along the way. Of course, your body will want to quit. Your mind will want to quit. And yet, despite your lack of training, you would persevere. You would persist despite the pain, despite the anguish. You would go so far beyond anything that you ever thought immediately possible because because the stakes were so high, because you set an unbreakable standard for yourself. If you tried to run a marathon and you quit halfway through and nothing of consequence happened, well, then why not quit, right? Maybe a bit of a bruise to your ego, but nothing too big. You weren't training anyways. So what's the difference there? What makes you continue on despite all the odds compared to an easy quitting? What would keep you well up into the night, wake you up early in the morning? What would be an unquenchable thirst? How do you create the metaphorical air you absolutely must breathe no matter what? It's a standard. Tony Robbins, the self-development guru of our time, famously talks about this sentiment. He's often asked, how are you like that? How are you always positive, successful? Do you ever have a bad day? And his answer is always the same. You think I was born this way? I made this guy he says, pointing his thumbs at himself. And that's absolutely 100% true for everyone, at least everyone listening to this podcast. If you have a computer or a smartphone, the internet can speak and understand English at this level and are aware of the MentorBox podcast enough to listen to it right now, then your life is your decision. It's a series of choices. It's a series of demands you make upon yourself. It's a standard. See, here's the thing. Your instinct is to resist this idea because it is so much easier to just blame everyone and everything else on everything that happens to you. Super easy, super incredibly, obviously easy. Everyone does it all the time. What's difficult instead is to figure out how everything is your fault, how everything is a standard that you set for yourself. If you're late all the time, that's your standard. If you're always 10 minutes early, that's your standard. If you wake up whenever, that's your standard. If you wake up early to go to the gym, that's your standard. If you're okay with making 50K a year, that's your standard. 100K, that's your standard. 1 million, that's your standard. If you're okay with working for someone else, for example, your standard. That you must work for yourself, standard. That you take public transportation, that you drive a car everywhere? Do you say please and thank you? Do you not eat off of the floor? Do you open doors for others? Do you give up your chair to the elderly or sick? Would you ever kill an innocent person? No? That's because you have a standard not to kill innocent people. You see where this is going? My point is that we persist or we don't persist relative to the standards we're willing to live down or up to. If you're willing to live in a tent in the woods and that's just cool with you, 
then you probably won't persist in making that next sales call because, well, who cares? Though if your standard is that you must have enough money in the bank to be able to buy your fiance that beautiful ring she wants and deserves, then you'll most likely keep on keeping on. Once again, because the stakes are high enough, because your standard is a refusal to fail. So what does that mean for everyday existence? It means that if you want to persist, you need to set a standard for yourself so high that anything below that standard is not even a possible option. Because wherever you are and whatever you do, whether you persist or whether you fight on, it's all up to you. It's whether you're okay with your reason for not persisting. Yeah, I stopped halfway through. Yeah, I could have finished, but I hit a snag. Yeah, I was doing well, but then I, you know, the market crashed. These are stories you tell yourself when the stakes aren't high enough. Remember, if your family's health was on the line, hitting a snag is a quick sidestep, nothing to worry about. In fact, one of my favorite stories I've ever heard was from one of my virtual mentors, Brian Johnson. He talks about how heroes don't sidestep lizards. They don't get upset about today's bump on the road. Instead, they slay dragons. So are you going to slay a dragon? Will you set a standard for yourself so high that there's no room for failure? Because if you do, then persistence will become irrelevant. The ups and downs of motivation, a distant memory. The inspirational speeches of don't quit, completely unnecessary. Because persistence is great, but what's greater is doing something so important that you don't need it anymore. Because now it's just who you are. How did you get to where you are? They'll ask. And you'll proudly answer, thumbs pointing back at yourself, I made this person. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the MentorBox podcast. If you want to learn more about what our authors as well as all of our authors teach, make sure to sign up at MentorBox.com. And if you like the MentorBox podcast, please leave us a positive rating and review in Apple Podcasts as that helps us get discovered by more people who will enjoy and be helped by what we do over here at MentorBox. Also, if you think of anyone who would enjoy or be helped by what we do here at MentorBox, be sure to let them know. We do what we do at MentorBox to try to make the world a better place through the incredible education our authors bring. And we can only do that through your help. So please help us spread the word. Again, thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next MentorBox podcast.